As I pull into my street here in Mililani, it's time to check in with the wife. It's time for the Pith of Pop, the podcast edition with my gorgeous wife, Jen. Thanks for joining us, Jen. Hi. So what's on your mind today? Well, I figure we run down the last few movies we rented from Netflix. Ah, another Netflix Q review. So what do we have? Let's see. We have Ocean's 12, House of Flying Daggers, and Zoolander. Okay, well, let's go from bottom to top. I think we probably agree. What do you think about Ocean's 12? Oh, I didn't like Ocean's 12 at all. You know, I was a fan of Ocean's 11. I, that Ocean's 11 is one of my favorite movies. But they took everything that was remotely good about Ocean's Eleven and cranked it up about a million notches until it was just obnoxious and dumb. I agree. I mean, you see Disney will do a masterpiece film like Cinderella or whatever, and then, of course, they just churn out these, you know, throwaway movies, Cinderella 2, 3, 4, Cinderella in the Snow, whatever. That's That's really what I thought Ocean's Twelve was. I mean, it was such... A poor imitation of Ocean's Eleven. It almost seemed like they filmed it in the downtimes while they were filming Ocean's Eleven. That this was all the throwaway stuff that when they're joking around on the set. Exactly. That's the feel that I got from it. Just that, you know, they weren't taking it seriously. And if they can't take it seriously enough to make it, then why should I take it seriously when I'm watching it? Um, another thing that I wasn't crazy about, you know, Catherine Zeta-Jones is in this movie, and this is like the third movie from her where I'm just thinking, what is she doing here? There's no reason for this character. She's not likable. She's not doing anything. And I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that Hollywood is using her in such crappy movies. Well, I think what happened to Catherine Zeta-Jones is, is nothing compared to the travesty that was Julia Roberts's character's role movie paints itself into a corner plot-wise, and it turns out that the only solution for Julia Roberts' character to save her friends is to pretend to be Julia Roberts. Right, right. She has to go into a museum and convince all of the staff that she is Julia Roberts and she is there for a photo op. And along the way, she meets Bruce Willis, who I guess is a really good friend of Julia's, and so you know, they're winky, winky, giggly, giggly jokes about Julia Roberts. And eventually, Julia has to call Julia Roberts' house. So, in essence, Julia Roberts is talking to herself on the phone. And it's just something that they waste way too much time on, especially considering that you don't, you know, you don't even know what's going on. It becomes a meta movie. It references itself, but there's no substance there. And the whole time this whole Julia Roberts as Julia Roberts joke is going on, every single one of the actors have this look on their face like, I can't believe we're actually going to make a movie out of this. Right. They, they don't look convinced. It's all around. Just just was just a bad idea. So that was Ocean's 12. Uh, what did you think about Zoolander? I liked it a lot. You know, I think it's underrated as a film. It's really, really funny. You know, I can take Ben Stiller in fairly small doses. I like him the best when he's paired with Owen Wilson because the two of them have a very good comedic timing. They play off each other very well. And their shtick is really entertaining in this. Just the parts that they're given, um, the quirks and the personalities of the characters. It all works very well together. It's it's really funny. I laughed out loud quite a bit. And it's also, it's I'm starting to become a fan of 
Will Ferrell, believe it or not. It's kind of this movie kind of changed my mind about him, and now I'm kind of curious about his other films. I I wouldn't say I like Will Ferrell, but he worked in this movie. Um, none of these characters have any depth whatsoever. They're all cartoon characters, but you know. Going into this film, I was really bracing myself. It reminded me so much of Mystery Men. I'm not sure if anyone remembers that movie. I remember that movie. But I was looking so much forward to it because it seemed to have the perfect storm of comedians that I liked all in one movie, and it turns out it totally sucked. So Zoolander kind of had that same energy about it, but surprisingly they they found enough to to make a, a, a funny movie. They did. It was really entertaining. You know, it's a cliche of a shut-off-your-brain movie, but this is a really good one, and I wasn't disappointed at all. It was exactly what I needed at that moment. And finally, almost at the opposite end of the movie spectrum, we have The House of Flying Daggers. How'd you like that? I loved House of Flying Daggers. It's a must-see. It's just everything that you could want in this type of movie. It's been lumped in with... Hero, which is by the same director, and with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but it's very different, and it takes a turn, and it becomes something else entirely, kind of like Crouching Tiger, but it, it's more of a twist, and it's and there's more of a contrast, and it's just very well shot. It's beautifully shot. The use of color is just amazing. It's, you know, it's eye candy, but it's also a very tight script. It's also a very good storyline. So it's got something that everybody can appreciate. I agree that it starts off sort of down a path. And just as you sort of get settled into the pace and the basic idea, it it flips and it becomes something else completely completely different. At first you think you're going to be watching an epic film with a specific journey and mission, and then it just simply becomes an exploration of character and motivations, and it ends very, you know, ambiguously, very, with a lot of question marks up in the air. The climax of this film is probably one of my favorite in any movie in recent history, because it really makes you think, it makes you wonder what the heck was going on. I mean, what was motivating all these different characters? And I remember after we turned it off, we sat and talked about it for a while, picking each of these three perspectives. There was kind of a Tarantino-esque Mexican standoff, and we're like, so from each of these perspectives, what's going through their minds, and why do they do the things they do? One of the things I definitely recommend about this film is to listen to the director's commentary on the DVD, because he he explains a lot of things, and it turns out for that climax that a lot of those questions we had were the ones he meant for us to have. Yeah, definitely. If If you rent this movie... Um, go back and listen to the director's commentary because it will give you a lot of insight into what's happening. And also, you will find out an interesting little tidbit about that climax was it was filmed in Russia, and right as they started to film it, it started to snow, and this was upsetting to him. He didn't want to film in the snow. He was after the gorgeous orange fall leaves. Right. He was after the foliage, but it turns out that that snow was the best thing that could have happened in this film because it was a perfect backdrop to the conflict that was going on at the end of the movie. Yeah, I couldn't believe that that was accidental. I thought that the arrival of the snow and the sudden bleakness of the surroundings was exactly what he was going for, but uh, talk about a happy accident. It's just a great movie. Um, you got to see it. It's it's a great, great movie. Okay, so Judge Jen, on a scale of 0 to 5 stars, where would you put Ocean's 12? One and a half. 
that's I, I'd say that's generous for that movie, but okay. What do you think about Zoolander? Four. Four stars. I mean, it it's not a it's not high drama, but it's exactly what it sets out to be. It's a great comedy. And finally, House of Flying Daggers. Five. Our first five star movie, so a must see, as you said. Well, um, we'll be working our way through our Netflix queue. We've got 135 to go so far, so we'll have a lot to talk about in the future. Thanks for joining us, Jen. My pleasure.